Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, much ado about Ida. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So, we are back to the Tropical Cyclone Watch, and in this case, we are dealing with Hurricane Ida. Uh, Ida has not been a tropical cyclone all that long. Uh, it <clears throat> has only been in existence since really uh, early yesterday. That would be Thursday, uh, August 26th. This is Friday night, August 27th, uh, roughly about 9.30 in the evening. And very quickly, Ida has developed from a tropical depression to a tropical storm to a Category 1 hurricane, and it is actually maintaining that uh, intensity even as it crosses the landmass of western Cuba uh, tonight. Um, the thing about Ida is that it actually has been predicted for a while. Um, early in the week, Sunday and Monday, you looked at the long-range numerical weather prediction models, and they were suggesting the formation of a tropical cyclone uh, roughly in the Thursday-Friday time frame that would follow a track which looks very much like the track that Ida is going to follow through the central Gulf of Mexico and ending up in the central Gulf Coast region. So this is something that has been anticipated. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, the National Hurricane Center and Wednesday were making uh, predictions that a tropical cyclone would form in the general region where it did form south of Cuba and uh, move northwestward from there and become potentially a significant threat uh, by late in the weekend. And indeed, those long-range models have proven to be, once again, uh, surprisingly accurate in uh, looking at a hurricane forecast up to a week out. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about some of the details about Ida. Uh, I apologize a little bit for my voice. Uh, we've had lots of wildfire smoke out here, and it has been continuing to affect us uh, as a wildfire is about 25 miles away, maybe by as the crow flies, maybe a little bit farther than that, but not much, a couple more miles at most. And the smoke uh, definitely affects my vocal cords. So without any further ado, which is kind of ironic giving my title of this podcast, because there is much ado about Ida, we will get to it and uh, hit some of the highlights in terms of the recent information that we have as anywhere from about 8 o'clock to about 9.15 or so this evening, Friday, August 27th. The national media and even the international media has picked up on Ida as being a rapidly intensifying tropical storm headed for much the same region as Hurricane Katrina impacted during 2005. And the difference is going to be just how strong Ida might be when it gets there. So let's move on. At 8 p.m., um, Ida was a Category 1 hurricane with maximum winds of about 80 miles per hour, uh, located about 105 miles west of Havana, Cuba, 615 miles southeast of New Orleans. Uh, Cuba is right here, and you can see that uh, even as, as Ida begins to move off of the Cuban coast into the Gulf of Mexico, the structure is pretty impressive for a tropical cyclone that's only been in existence for 
uh, less than 48 hours. There is a center here, a very strong uh, thunderstorm convection here in the center. The spiral band structure with feeder showers and thunderstorms is relatively well developed. And uh, what you see here uh, in this band is showing up quite nicely in the radar from Key West uh, as uh, strong thunderstorm activity that continues to feed the system. Uh, the motion of the storm is northwest at about 15 miles per hour. Uh, and as I said before, it's a little over 600 miles southeast of New Orleans. It has the weekend to get from where it is across the Gulf of Mexico uh, to the central Gulf Coast. There are many factors involved in uh, the intensification forecast. The track forecast has been, again, pretty well defined even from long-range uh, global forecast models earlier in the week. The intensification is benefiting from many things. It's moving over part of the Gulf of Mexico that a previous tropical cyclone has not really uh, traveled through in uh, this uh, particular season. The ocean temperatures are extremely warm in this part of the Gulf of Mexico and there is even a warm eddy uh, current, uh, a little swirl if you will, although that swirl is dozens of miles wide, uh, that is even warmer. That will give an extra boost in terms of the thermal energy that the system can obtain. There is only a very small amount of vertical wind shear, so the structure is predominantly vertical and it even extends in existing uh, analyses all the way up to uh, the lower stratosphere. Uh, that is impressive for a young tropical cyclone and it will favor further intensification. Uh, in addition, it's moving over water. There, the land influence from Cuba is going to be dissipating shortly and there is an upper level uh, wind pattern way up in the lower stratosphere which is allowing for an outflow uh, the uh, circulation of a hurricane near the surface and through the middle troposphere and even in this case the upper troposphere is counterclockwise. There's the ability for uh, more of a uh, clockwise outflow a little bit as you get into the lower stratosphere which will help uh, the transport of air upward to be more efficient uh, generated by this heat engine. And so the outlook is that over the next two days approximately, about the next 48 hours, uh, either will intensify to uh, a Category 4 major hurricane by the time it gets to the central Gulf Coast, winds probably near 140 miles per hour. That is packing a wallop. Um, this scenario does remind everybody of Hurricane Katrina in 2005, which uh, also had a similar very strong intensification uh, through the uh, central Gulf of Mexico and only weakened in the very la uh, uh, last hours before landfall, uh, still giving New Orleans an extremely uh, potent dose of uh, winds, storm surge, and rainfall. And Ida appears to be uh, a similar type of storm and that has what has attracted so much media attention over the last 24 hours. Going to the forecasts, the track forecast is here on the uh, leftmost panel and you can see we've talked about this, these cones of 
uncertainty for the track. It, there's a very narrow cone uh, in terms of the track in many respects for a hurricane looking 48 hours out. Uh, a northwestward motion is very clearly indicated uh, and uh, landfall somewhere in the Louisiana coast is uh, extremely likely. Uh, the probability that it uh, goes into the Mississippi coast or over to the Texas coast is relatively small. In fact, the Texas coast is virtually uh, no probability at all. The uh, best track, which is what's indicated by the symbols here, takes the system just to the west of the area of the mouth of the Mississippi River and New Orleans, which generally means that the storm surge of water uh, driven by the hurricane circulation is going to be uh, substantial, in fact, even considerable, throughout much of the Mississippi River Delta area, uh, Lake Pontchartrain, and potentially even into New Orleans. This will be probably the, the most uh, potent test of the improvements that New Orleans made to its system of dealing with water and storm surges from hurricanes since Hurricane Katrina. There have been a couple of Category 3 hurricanes that have hit this region in the past 15 years or so. This may well be the first Category 4 with a storm surge favoring uh, the area of the Mississippi Delta and uh, New Orleans uh, Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, as a result, there has been already evacuation orders that have gone out to the New Orleans metropolitan area and the coastal areas of Louisiana to try and get people out of the way as quickly as possible so there isn't a last-minute rush where people might get trapped uh, trying to get out of the city and out of the path of the hurricane. The central panel here shows a wind forecast. Uh, hurricane force winds. Uh, highly probable in this uh, area that's in the darkest red. Uh, over 80% uh, probability of hurricane force winds from where the storm is right now coming off of Cuba to the Louisiana coast, central Louisiana coast. Uh, significant probability of hurricane force winds through the uh, New Orleans metropolitan area, 30 to 40% and even uh, extending well inland into Mississippi and as far inland in Louisiana as Baton Rouge. The rainfall forecast. I have unfortunately cut off the scale here, but we are looking at in this uh, era, magenta area as much as 16 to 20 inches of rainfall, uh, adding to the water that the storm surge is going to bring into this region. Uh, a good guess of uh, a minimum of about eight inches of rainfall through much of uh, the area the storm surge is going to be hitting in Louisiana, metropolitan New Orleans, uh, all of eastern Louisiana going into southern Mississippi. Uh, smaller and lesser amounts as you get farther away in basically almost every direction. So uh, this is going to be a big rainmaker, it's going to be a big wind producer, it's going to have a big storm surge. In other words, this is uh, very likely going to be the strongest storm that's hit New Orleans since Katrina, and it might even be stronger. Uh, we're going to look at one more uh, slide here before I end this episode, uh, just to show you the area of the storm surge watch and warning. It extends considerably inland from 
the direct Louisiana coast. It includes uh, metropolitan New Orleans. It includes the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain, as well as going over through the Mississippi uh, coastline, uh, the uh, Mo the uh, Alabama coastline, including uh, Mobile, is under a storm surge watch, as are areas to the west of the uh, warning area extending all the way over to Beaumont, Texas. So this is something where you, definitely it is worth all the ado that the media are making of it. Um, it would be helpful for the media to not use maybe such emotional language in talking about it, which just makes people even more fearful. Um, this is certainly a storm to take seriously if you live in southeastern Louisiana. Um, you should try and find uh, a place to go uh, by Sunday evening. Landfall definitely looks to be sometime during the evening, nighttime hours on Sunday. So you've got about another 36 hours to uh, make preparations and uh, get to a safe place. For now, I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley. This is the Daily Bolt. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, and stay safe.